happy 2018, yo. Happy 2018. This is not our first podcast. Is it the first is one? It? I don't know. Man. It feels like we did smiv- Smilf like right at New Year's Eve, and we put it up in the very beginning of the new year. So technically it's our second one. Still, hello, everyone. Yeah, but it's still the first month, so yeah. It's still the first month. It's still, we're doing pretty good. So we're talking about The Crown Season 2. The Crown. The Crown. What? What? Um, she does have the freakiest, like nobody else in the family seems to have that accent. I wonder why she spoke that way. Did her dad speak like that? I've never really heard him speak. I don't so. know. But when, but doesn't the queen, that's the way she sounds. I think the queen, I think the queen mother might also have that kind of weird lilt on her voice, but the queen specifically had that strange accent and that very weird royal wave. I'm enjoying um, the second Well, her dad waved that way, too. I think maybe that's, that's – I'm sure that's the thing. I think that's a – I, I think, think that's I, like a royal thing because yeah. I think they do that in, in right. like, you know, the Rose Parade. Right. And it's beauty like pageants. It's the light bulb or, yeah. It's the cupping of small elf balls. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, used, I think I used to know. Delicately cupped of small elf balls. So it was not your best – ooh, I've creeped myself out now. What? <laughs> Um, I love Claire Foy as the queen. I love Matt Smith. I'm one of my favorite doctors as Philip. 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 Um, and, but I don't, and I don't for a second, you know, get taken out of the fact that he was a doctor. Like he totally steps into yeah. the skin of, of Philip. Not at all do I think that there's going to be a TARDIS somewhere. It was just so dark when this first came out, like the, the, the first season, right? To see. I mean, I just related Matt Smith more to Doctor Who. I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff that Matt Smith's been in, but he'll always be like the Doctor for me. Now he'll always be like uh, Prince Philip, in a way. Yeah, a weird maybe yeah. mashup between Prince Philip and and Doctor Who. Like Eccl- not Eccleston, um, Tennant. I, I we saw him in in um, Broadchurch, Broadchurch, and I still was a little bit doctorish on that. Yeah, when he's all like being serious and stuff after being kind of this whimsical doctor, and you know Matt Smith, you know he was number ten, right? He was very whimsical, and seeing him all broody and forehead, was, oh, uh, with his eyebrows down, staring down over his eyebrows. I think he did a good job. So season one, we had to go back and watch. Season one. I think what I did with season one is I watched it in the background. Or maybe we watched it late at night, or maybe we watched it drunk. I don't know. I just don't. I remember just kind of sitting there going, there's a lot of details I didn't remember. Also, we watched a shit ton of shows. I think you watched it in the background, and then a little time passed, and you told me how good it was, and then we binged watched it together, like in a day. Probably. Kind of a thing. Yeah. And then again, you know, that was, that's been a while ago. It's been a while ago, though. Because we just like, you know, we've watched, I think here's what's happening. They'll have a mental uh, phenomenon. There'll be psychologists and and neurological um, community will be out there looking into what binge watching does to your brain. I can't remember, I can't retain all this shit, nor do I necessarily think I need to retain The Crown Season 1. It's like, over, it's oversaturation. It is oversaturation, and there's no way to hold all these things in my brainstem. So I'm cool with like going back and going, oh, I, I sort of remember the the shit with Margaret in, in Season 1, and how the Queen Mother kind of fucked uh, Elizabeth up, who has to end up fucking up over, fucking over Margaret, 
because the queen mother thought that if they waited two years, Townsend and Margaret was, you know, find other people, the the shine would be off of the whole thing. But oh no, and just made them double down. Yeah, they had telephones. They can talk every night. Yeah, so I feel bad. And, you know, the the queen, the, you never really, we were talking the other day, you don't really pay a whole lot of attention no, to the royals I, at all. I never have, really. I mean, I remember when Princess Diana died. Yeah. I just thought it was a phenomenon because the whole world, it seemed like, was mourning. Yeah, it just stopped in, it, in its know, tracks. Because so it, we all remembered where we were. I was in a bowling alley in Georgia. But I'd never, yeah. you know, paid any attention to any of it or cared. It's one of those things. I was never an Anglophile, but I think it was around because uh, because Diana happened at a pretty memorable time in my life. You know, she was around in the, those 80s. Um, you couldn't help but like sort of pay attention to them. And when you have a, a, a figure like Diana... And you have this straight-laced, you know, very dutiful queen. She looks like a villain, you know, from that perspective. And I think what the crown does is it goes far afield to explain just who the queen is, what that role is. And you end up coming away with, uh, I at least did come away with respect for her. Yeah, and I think that's what what they were trying to do to, like, the sort of casual person. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. I, all I'd heard of was, you know, the vilify, the jokes and all this. And after watching this thing, I'm like, this woman was amazing. Well, and also you can see like maybe her, her lack of tolerance for Diana by the time she got there. Because, you know, let's just be honest. Princess Margaret is a hot fucking mess. Yeah, she was. She was like, she was just crazy town. Um, and willful and never really respected her sister's position and then, you know, was waiting to be, you know, insulted and then actually was insulted, her great love for Townsend and, you know, trapped in a gilded cage, but a, a, a gilded cage that she didn't really, really kick rocks on. You know, she could have given up all of her shit for Townsend. Um, and I think that when she had to stare at that, in the face, she realized how maybe, you know, Townsend wasn't worth giving that all up. I don't know if we got to address all that, but she had that option. Uh, she would have to have lived out of the country for several years. She would have had no church wedding. And if she wanted to, like, you know, she's not abdicating because she's not, you know, the the queen. But she would have had to, in the name of the church, you know, get up on out of there and show her love for him. Yeah. So come on now, girl. You know, you had an option. She did. And and I know it's shitty that she was promised in two years she could make her own decisions. I think that's that's where I felt really bad for Elizabeth and Margaret. Yeah. I so, mean, again, if it really happened that way, that is pretty shitty. It's funny because um, it, there's a phenomenon that it has happening around the crown. It's like you watch 20 minutes, you pause it, you Google that. Did that really happen? Then you watch it, and then you pause it, and then you Google that. Um, someone was suggesting that the show just have in links, you know, so you could just click just on like them. Picture and in picture. It just, just yeah, <laughs> I don't know what was that in, that VH1 show where things would pop up, you know, um, pop up video. Just do a pop up video on the crown. Yes, this happened, but it was slightly blah blah blah. And it was a dog. Um, you know, the guy didn't punch the, the dude in the first Sandringham. He just tapped him lightly in the mouth, you know, or <laughs> whatever just, this thing would he be. He said, oi. He said, oi. <laughs> Push the shoulder. You know, and the, 
the Marburg papers, I remember being, um, I remember hearing about that on the anniversary of that at some point. The Nazi shit with um, oh, with the the Duke of Windsor, yeah, yeah. But then I just forgotten it, and then all of a sudden it's like that motherfucker was a Nazi. Not only was he a Nazi, he actually, if I'm taking the show to be correct, and I looked it up online, it's kind of it's a little bit more obviously dramatized for Netflix. I mean, if you're if you're not going to dramatize it, it's a, called a documentary, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, but I think it, it the real shit was. That the Germans, the Nazis had promised uh, the Duke of Windsor that they could get him back in and he could have his cake and eat it too. He could have his Huffle, Wallace Simpson, and then he could also be king. That's what he wanted. That's high treason. But if we're, yes. And on top of that, he, what I'm taking from the show in my cursory Google uh, search. First page only. The first page only, you know, is that this dude caused. Part of the Blitz, the bombing of his own fucking country, and the the France's fall to the Nazis. Yeah, well, see, I mean, this why is, didn't they hang this motherfucker? Because well, th- this is the thing: is like, because we watched, we watched, like, like we were saying, we watched the first season a while back, yeah, and then we watched the second season, and then just you know last night and today we went back and we finished, we watched the whole first season again, right? And a lot of things came up where we're like. Oh, oh, you know, I was like, oh, but they knew about that. Well, the thing about France, but maybe they didn't know about it because the papers weren't out yet. Well, the papers weren't. Remember, because because Churchill no. and I mean, maybe they maybe maybe they discovered the papers after the Duke of Windsor was dead. I think no, they discovered the papers when Elizabeth was queen. But still, okay. So I guess my question, and again, this just means I just need to go Google further. Um, Page two shit. Because I want to know why. Think the, the, that's treason, the, though. It is. It, why isn't I think the guy is. and Wallace Simpson as well? Yeah. For other reasons, I mean, they were doing the same kind of treason as shit. And if she was, she's an American, right? She should yeah. have been sent here and put up on on trial, right? For uh, colluding or whatever it is. It was collusion. Cohorting. It was cavorting and collusion. It was like she was fucking a Nazi or two. Um, can I say hats off to Alex Jennings, who plays uh, the Duke of Windsor? I love him. He's such a little bitch, and he's so yeah. fun to watch. He's such a good villain. This show just really fucking hates that dude. They're not even giving the Duke of Windsor any. They of fucking the went after him. They hard. did season one and season two, and they just paint him with like this really evil brush. They're like, no, fuck this guy. I, was like, I mean, Damn. like season one, I thought it was like, oh man, you that you're kind of a douchebag. But then in right. season two, it's like. They're just now fucking with you. They went hard. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, if he was a douchey McGee, who plays Wallace Simpson? I can't find her in the, the credit list uh, real quick. But uh, I thought because we. I it, like her too. Yeah. Who remembers playing uh, They cast Wallace that Simpson. really well, just as far as the way they look. The whole show. Yeah. And then, then they're also nailing down, you know, um, it's not just like they don't do the lookalikes. This is the English do this very well. They cast, you know, People who know how to show up and do their job, you know, it's not just Lithgow doing an you know impression of Churchill. He steps into the skin of Winston Churchill, and we've seen a lot of Churchills over the years. I've seen a lot of people do it. I think Gary Oldman's doing it in Darkest Hour. I haven't seen that yet. Um, 
I mean, it's and it can look caricaturish. Like in the past, I've seen people try to play Nixon and Churchill and all these historical figures, and they end up doing like a cheap, phony impression. And what I love about what Lithgow does with Churchill is he just, he just, I believe it. Yeah. Not for a second am I thinking, you know, about Lithgow. I don't even. This yeah. is the dude. I don't and even. His pouty think baby Lithgow. face. He's just sort of sunken, yeah. pouty baby when he didn't get his way. Loved him. I can't find Wallace Simpson. She should be in there. Oh, Wallace. Leah Williams uh, plays the Duchess of Windsor. What else? Have we seen her in anything else? Uh, lots of things. The Missing. She's been in. Um, if you've seen The Missing, you might not have seen The Missing. She's really I missed good. that one. Doc Martin. I love Doc Martin. You never really got around to seeing that series. It's one of my faves. She's oh, awesome. that's I've seen. I've yeah, I've I've seen it on. She's so unrecognizable on in this wow. role that I was like, "What? I've seen her somewhere before." But no, she's awesome. So the you know the cast in general, both seasons, and everybody's playing the the key roles. To Michael Adeen, um, is played by Will Keane. You know her her personal secretary, Tommy LaSalle's Pip Torns did. Pip Torns. We love his hair star and preacher. He's so good. I didn't even know that those two got. You know, like he just does such a good job. Pip Torns is just he disappears into things, and but there's still enough Pip in there. You go, oh, there he is. Yeah. And then the guy who was in Downton Abbey. Yeah. Um, what was his name? I forgot his name, but he was the uh, the junior undersecretary. Yes. I forget his name. Um, but you know, I enjoy like uh, I was. I loved this season. Paul Sparks playing Billy Graham. Uh, yeah. Paul Sparks, we've seen in a lot of things. House of Cards. He's just he's one of my favorite. Boardwalk dudes. Empire. Boardwalk Empire. Oh, Boardwalk Empire. It's probably one of my favorite yeah. characters Paul has played. It was like <laughs> that laugh. <laughs> oh, I miss that guy. Uh, not not again. No one turned in any sloppy performance whatsoever from. You know, I'm just looking. I'm just thinking about all the episodes, and there wasn't one weak performance. No, I mean that's that's why the show is just a game. We railed through all ten episodes in in you know less than a day. Yeah, easily. And you know what I do appreciate about the show is that I mean, like they, I'm sure they're taking some license, but it feels like they're. They're coming pretty close to some truths, you know, which is a tricky thing to do when your monarch is still alive and well. You know, Philip is still with us. Elizabeth's still here. Uh, you, I wonder said, what, you said the queen liked the first Yeah, the season, word of the right? street was that the queen, you know, is digging season one, of course, because it kind of explains her side of things. And she should uh, like season two. Yeah, it's totally pro her. I don't know how Phil's feeling around, you know, about either one of them seasons. Um, he might maybe Prince Philip would like the second season a little bit better because in Paterfamilias we get to see who Philip is, you know, because there's all this shit like when he goes to marry um Elizabeth, there's like he's Greek, and then what is he? He's Greek and he's German, yeah. Austrian, whatever. And there's they call him like the Foundling. Yeah, the Foundling. And all these. Because he's like his mother, like loses her mind when his father, uh, who is supposed to be king or was king, had to leave Greece. And then there's all these Nazi connections. His sister, or his sisters, are married to high-powered Nazis. Like he goes straight up to a Nazi funeral when you know 
after his sister and her husband and all those people die, that horrible, grisly, life-changing death, you know. So getting to know all of this about Philip, you know, because well, all we have is Churchill at the um, at the wedding, Elizabeth and Philip's wedding, going, oh, he, sister's not here because they're married to three prominent Nazis. Yeah. That's why I was like, oh, shush. Um, and you just think, well, that's just a pretty egregious, you know, dig, but you see what that actually means. And we, yeah, end. yeah. That, ep- that one episode shows you a lot about where he came from. And even like, remember when he was like, I want the, the, uh, the, the, the mustaches to yeah. get off my back. I want, you yeah. know, to be the, a new title. Yeah. That was the deal he made because this whole season is, is fundamentally focused on their marriage. There's a lot of obviously Margaret stuff and things that goes down with Eden because now we're with Eden who has health problems and it looks like a straight up morphine problem Um, because we had Churchill in season one. He looked like he was about to fall over just at, you know, for that last, what, five years. He was was about to keel over. Two strokes. I love that relationship, though, that we get to understand what happened between Winston and the Queen. And now in season two, we have Eden and how he was inept and how he's just going to straight up fuck up the Suez Canal thing and pisses off Nasser, um, the leader in Cairo, just by doing all the wrong shit. And then bounces to Bahamas because he's too sick. Yeah, he gets too sick. And he's just, he's not, he's the loudest voice in the room calling for the ouster of uh, Churchill. And then, you know, bitch couldn't hang. Yeah. That seems to be kind of the story with a lot of uh, prime ministers. Like American presidents, people who think they should be, you know, in the saddle and they get there and they just fuck it up. Well, at, at the end, the queen, you know, calls out, um, Eden's pre- uh, predecessor, mm-hmm. and just it's like you guys Cabin. are a bunch of uh, yeah. you know, bunch of old guys who aren't equipped and ready to do the job. She said, "All my PMs have either been too old, too ill, or, or too, too weak." Weak. That's what she tells Kyburn. Kyburn. And he like he just does he ever get around to telling her that he built a dragon bolt and it's in the basement? Of, okay, wrong show, wrong Khaleesi. I can take down a dragon. She feels a very Claire feels a little Khaleesi to me. She's like. I feel like the real queen is straight up kind of her own Khaleesi. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know if anybody's ever made this joke before, but I think what she carries around in her purse is Philip's balls. I'm just saying. I think she just, you know, she's like, puss of and the And every Phillip's time balls. she waves, she cups them and... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have your balls. Good, Harold. <laughs> um, <laughs> Come here, Philip. Let me let me put your balls back on. Your little elf balls. Your little elf balls that have shriveled up in my purse. My handbag. Um probably my favorite act I there's I think all of them taken all together, obviously, tell a great second journey. But I had to say paterfamilias about uh come not just about learning about Philip, but also um how you you can have your own struggle, right? We've talked about this, and you can you can overcome so much, but that's your personal journey, and you can't expect Charles to have the same journey. Yeah, and it seems like the it seems like the show is calling Charles a bit of a pussy. Um, well, even even since episode, uh, season one, yeah. with that fishing thing, have you seen him fish? <laughs> our there's been a, there's been a mistake. Our, our daughter and our son, or vice versa. She's the boy, and he's the girl. Um, it's a sensitive kid, you know, though. 
and uh, Philip had to man up at a young age. He lost everyone essentially because he couldn't count on his father. His mother was just straight razor crazy in the nunnery, being yeah. all weird. And, you know, his sister Sophie, I guess, had her own family. And then he lost, you know, his favorite, his favorite sister and essentially his mother and um, Cecily. So, yeah, I felt for him. But then expecting poor um, Charles to do well at that same crazy Scottish school, you know. And Dickie was there for both of those. You yeah. know, Lord Montbatten, Mount Mount. Mount Mountbatten, something like that. Montbatten, Mont Montbatten, or something, something like that. that. Yeah. So Dickie was there for when Philip was a boy and when Charles was a boy, and he rightly guesses that Charles is made to go to Eton. It's down the hill. You can run home for dinner. You know, he was already getting his ass beat at school. So now he went to that. He went to that school for five years, right? Yeah, he would end up going to that. It's called. Grounds, whatever it is called. Yeah, I, I don't know. Something yeah. Scottish for a horrible fucking place with cold showers. Um, but I think he went to he went to that school for like five, six years, and he called it absolute hell. Absolute and then he hell. eventually, I think maybe he finishes at Eton. I don't know. Maybe. But I know he sends William and Harry to Eton. And they didn't turn out too bad, apparently. So. Yeah, they're little gung-ho guys, too. Like, they're, they're, you know. But I don't, I wouldn't have to say, I don't know a whole lot about Charles. I just know... That Charles, you know, couldn't didn't lay down Camilla before he married Diana. Uh, but he doesn't seem to be like a bad sort. He doesn't seem to be other than you know the tampon, comer- uh, you know, comment. I'll let you go Google that, guys. Just go Google um, that. That'll be fun. Um, other than that, you know, I don't know if I guess I'd have to to live there to have an opinion of the guy. Uh, it seems like he, you know, pretty rugged dude later in life. He he played his soccer and his cricket and his polo and shit. So I don't know. He didn't seem like too much of a wuss. Yeah. Just uh, I mean, couldn't stand up to his mama. Um, And I, she's terrifying. I don't think any uh, one of us would want to stand yeah, up to I, her. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I would want to deal like, with that she's shit. She's flinging them like crown jewels around like a fucking Chinese star. Flinging them at you. <laughs> On the neck, you know, a ruby, and you're bleeding out the neck. Just psh, 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 psh. I wonder if she would like grab you by the ear and be like, pull you around. I don't think she'd ever make physical contact. I think honestly, just you would get a withering look, like the way she took um, Churchill and Lord uh, Salisbury, uh, Salisbury to uh, to task. Yeah. After her tutor said, you know, these are. White male upper crust, upper crusties. <laughs> they need their nanny to like kick their ass in, and she was like, "Oh yes, hmm." Uh, so that was my favorite episode. What was your favorite episode in season two? I would, I would say that one as well because it it brought a lot of um, backstory to to Philip. Because I mean, you start off and he's out with his on the ship with his boys and. Yeah, they're all running amok, and it's like yeah. this dude growing beards and growing be- with the natives. Yeah, and, and they're shit. you know these you know exactly. I'm like, did they just show us uh, Philip sneaking off with one of the native ladies? Their lunch club thing, yeah. And so it's yeah. like, dude, Mike you, over there, you have a responsibility, man. The fuck up. What is wrong with you? I don't know though. I kind of, I mean, I'm not saying I'm ever going to excuse any of that kind of behavior, but I don't know. I 
people are not black and white. They're no, always complicated. But, but there is – you get this sort of sense of like, oh, he should be doing – he should be doing his duty because his sure. wife's doing his duty. But then you see his yeah. past and you see the humanity to him. Yeah, he, he – but so. I, mean, I mean, I think we can all agree, you know, Philip was, you know, a bit of a playboy. Yeah. Even after having a couple of kids and being married to the queen and felt – you know, pinged in, and you know Elizabeth even admits it herself. You know, I could have probably married Porchy, and and he would have been easier, and it would have been you know copacetic and cool, and we could have hung out and watched horses fuck and, and make beautiful you know uh, children, and or maybe not beautiful because look at Porchy. Um, I also like the um, the Kennedy episode. I was about to say my, I had to say neck and neck, if not. It's all. It really is neck and neck. Is the Kennedys because that was like, are we saying that the Kennedys were drug addicts? Yeah, right. So then I looked this up because you know, watch, pause, Google, and um, that doctor they called him Doctor Feelgood. He rolled up and um, like to give shots, vitamin shots. You know, Elvis used to do the same thing too. Uppers, downers, you know. It's like a B6 or something like that. I, vitamin, because I, that's what they do. A vitamin yeah. B something and it's supposed to give yeah, you well, energy. I think it's more like in some cases it's like Benny's. Some cocaine. I think it's uppers and downers. I don't, you know, you can call it vitamins and shit all day long, but no, I don't think so. But anyway, because I was going back to my, well, my point about Philip. I think, you know, she says about putting up with his shit, I only love you. You know, I could have married Porchy, had an easier time, but I only love you. Now, can you say that about me? And I think it takes Philip a while. He has to go running amok in the streets, you know. And, and she acknowledges. She said, we can't get a divorce. You know, you and I, even as much as me, we may want to. What's it going to take for you to... To be, be in, in and not out. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things is he wants to be in charge of the children's education, specifically Charles, and he wants to made, be made prince. Although in real life they said um, that Philip really didn't care that much about being named prince. The show seems to say that was one of the conditions. And also that Michael Aldean shave his mustache off. <laughs> um I don't know. Did Tommy have to shave his No, Tommy off? never did. Just Tommy was. Because he was working from home. He's retired. From home. Tommy, yeah, retired my ass. <laughs> Tommy never left. But um, I think, you know, she just, she's, it, I understand this one well. Like you, you can't help who you love. You know, you, you pick that person that's just like really, really difficult. You know, but well, the rest of us get to make better choices in life, like I did. You know, you get rid of that fool, and then you find somebody awesome. But the queen doesn't have this luxury to go and like find the person that's right for her. She's got to do things for king and country. For they do, they do queen and country. They do uh, even uh, the 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 brother that abdicated. Yeah, it was it was he the Duke of Windsor? The Duke of Windsor. I mean, even like when. You know, he's there's sort of a sympathy to him in a way that he, you know, he. He loved his, and he left everything. Yeah. You know. I still don't get it, though. Maybe it's because the show has colored me about Wallace Simpson, and maybe because they both are so, like, they're like two old bitter queens sitting around just talking shit about somebody, you know, all the time. Like, they're just total snobs that I, I find it really hard to like Wallace and the Duke of Windsor. Yeah. I mean, 
after watching season two, but like going back to season one where she's the queen calls her up and and calls him up and he's like, I mean, I, what do I do? It's like dealing with Margaret. Yeah, you know, he's like, well, you, I know what that is. I'm going to side with her, but you have yeah. to protect the crown. He does make a really good speech so, to her on the phone there when she's asking his advice. But you know what makes me really straight razor hate him in, in season two is that he knows that she considers him one of her favorite people. Like she she tries to give him the benefit of the doubt to let him back in the country, which brings she, me to my third favorite episode is where he's just trying to come back. And that's a German word, by the way, for the past um, I won't even attempt to say it and butcher it, but that's the episode, the one where the Duke of Windsor comes back and he's going to write a book. He's under that ruse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't say that. Either, but, but he's yeah. uh, he's really he's there just a job. He wants to a try job. to weasel his way back in to like have power because he's gotten bored with his life, you know, um, between France and America. He's he wants to go and like serve his country and he's regretting this decision and He's sick of Wallace's old ass because, you know, she's a... Mm. And this thing gets pulled up by Tommy Lassell's... You know, Philip, who Those, hates the Tommy. Historians, the yeah. historians find this. Yeah, and they had it. So, but I think that was just kind of... I sort of read that as that sort of exists existed maybe they were digging for it because he was coming back into the country oh they were and just they looking were like, for some okay i think that's what triggered that is like by the way this dude's trying to weasel back in back in we need to show the queen this shit because her father knew about it uh, yeah according to the show her mother yeah. knew about it too exactly and they're like no one should ever know about this and lassels knew about it as well so i think this is getting triggered Maybe Tommy's, you know, let someone know. Maybe I've missed this about the episode, but I got the feeling that he was coming back into the country, the Duke of Windsor, and they were like, bring up the Marlboro papers. We need to whip this out on this bitch to the queen. Because this is her favorite uncle, dude. And the shit that, you know, she she even knows that he calls her Shirley Temple and shit like that. And then they get into a little pissing match where he's like, you know, you're exactly what they want. You do everything they say. You have no mind. You have no mind of your own. Yeah. And she's like, you know, we always looked the other way when we heard these nasty rumors about you. So let me just tell you how this is going to go. I don't think you're going to be getting any job. And uh, you ain't coming back to this country. And how the fuck can you live with yourself when you yeah. did this to Britain? When you did this. While your countrymen were getting bombed. That's right. You told Hitler that they're almost there, ready to get ready, at breaking point. Mm -hmm. That was probably those three episodes. And he knew about the, the camps. And right? he knew about the camps. There, were like, there was a demo version of it, of the concentration camps. And he was like giving a thumbs up. Yeah, see, that's where it was just I like, just after that, it. I was like, dude, fuck see, you, But man. I would have, I don't know. I mean, I don't know protocol. I don't know how things work. You know, you don't want a Windsor... I guess it doesn't look really good in the history books for you to string up your own kind, you know, because he has the same last name as her and her father. You know, maybe you find forgiveness, but I don't know. It just seems like that's some hanging shit right there. That, I think that's treason. I think that's millions of people dead. Yeah, I think that's that is the definition of treason. So I don't get it. I should go look that up. Why he didn't uh, hang for that swing for that. But then the show, to double down on this point, ends that episode by showing you the actual pic uh, pictures of the Duke and Duchess of Windsor 
hanging out uh, with Hess and Hitler and the SS in yeah. the training place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's proof. Wherever that was. Was that Vienna, Brussels? I don't know where it was. I feel like it would be Lisbon. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. they they said where they said where he went. I just, I just forgot didn't it was. To yeah. it, you know, I wasn't, no, I'm not taking a test on it later. But <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> it was away from no where everybody's here. eyes. And the only way they even discovered about this meeting is that this Nazi um, general dude buried the papers in the ground because he wanted to use it as leverage to get himself. Um, a new life with the Allies after um, the Third Reich fell. So we wouldn't have even... They they were all instructed to burn that shit. But this one dude decided he was going to hang on to this and use it as leverage. Well, it's, it's, it's good he didn't run into Aldo Reigns. Because <laughs> even if he did buy his freedom... A lot of Nazis making those kind of deals. <laughs> Werner von Braun, don't get me started. Um, so, yeah... I I enjoyed this season. Yeah. I mean, I'll, none of the nothing against the other episodes either, because I think even uh, like the pilot going into season two, it was pretty compelling. Like from misadventure, a company of men, because uh, you know he's he's gone away. Bella has gone away for five months. He tells her, "You sent me away," but basically, it's the queen mother's idea. I think she suggested to, to Elizabeth that he should go and what open the Olympic Games in Australia. Well, it was it was Tommy's idea. It was Tommy's idea. That's but right. But the Queen was like, "Figure this out. What do we? Or the Queen Mother, what do we yeah. do?" Because he's, he's not restless. settling in. Because yeah. yeah, Tommy and and the Queen Mother are like he's not settling into his role, and they're not wrong. But. He doesn't like being sent away. Well, then his reaction to being sent away is to kind of run amok a little bit. Well, he was only supposed to be gone for a few weeks. A few weeks, and then he, then he tacks on that Royal Navy tour, right? And that's five months. Yeah, and this is not like you can text someone, and you can't just pick up a phone and call someone. You have to be within whatever the communication lines are. So you're dealing with like when this person is away from you for five months, they're away from you. And then when they do manage to try to get in touch with each other, the signal is broken down. So this is kind of like this is the metaphor for their relationship. You know, they are very much estranged from each other. And the whole season is just about this struggle. Um, also with, with Queen Anne's, um, Queen Margaret's story, thrown in the middle where, you know, after the town's debacle, she vows, I guess they take a vow that they're never going to marry other people. He goes back to Brussels to be the heir attaché and ends up falling for the 19-year-old girl who's taking pictures of him and following him around on tour and being a general PA. He falls for the PA, right? And then Margaret, who's been hanging out with Tony, um, this photographer, she's like, well, we need, we need to get married. This is after a, a a dismal engagement to that dude. I don't know his name. And even then, he had uh, with Tony. They had to wait too for some reason, right? Did they? Yeah, they had because they had to wait for. It was something because she said um, we have to let our uh, engagement news out first, 
And then for some reason, uh, the queen had had her wait for that because there was some other complication. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, I've skated over it. Yeah. I just know that. Um, and then Tommy does his own digging on the on the dude. Yeah. On Tony. On Tony, and we finds out that Tony's all up in a bunch of. Well, first of all, shockingly, he's he's fucking Jackie Chan. <laughs> but not the martial artist. A very beautiful ballet dancer. Um, I can't find the name. But I think it's season two, episode four, Beryl. Because yeah, it is, I think it is Beryl. But who was her boyfriend? That I mean, that dude she was engaged to, who was just a homie, and he ended up just making an ass out of himself. And he was drug out for the duel. Who was that guy? Oh yeah, that, that guy. asshole. So he ends up like getting shot in a duel. And he tells the story in a different way than what actually happened. And she just kind of loses it. That's where the maid is watching her, like, trip out in her room and drink. And then, you know, she's kind of primed for for Tony. And by the time she gets to Tony, it's almost like if she can't marry him, she's going to lose face. Oh, and I know why she has to wait. is because Elizabeth is pregnant with um, That's Andrew. That's right. That's right. And you have to. There can no be. There can't be any royal uh, announcements, announcements until the the yeah the queen's baby is born. So she has to wait six months. And like Margaret is just balking about to lose it, and she's like, "Look, I'm going to throw a party, and in support of you, you just can't make the announcement. It's going to take you six months to plan the wedding anyway." And she wants her to know, you know, uh, you can have anything you want. And and what will end up being really interesting about this match between Margaret and Tony is that Elizabeth soon comes to understand that she should have probably let Margaret marry Townsend. Billy Wallace. Billy. Yeah, Billy Wallace. That motherfucker. That, that sniveling bitch. Oh, my God. He's drugged to the duel, you know, with his shoes off. <laughs> So, you know, here she she's primed for this relationship, which is probably the worst match for her. I mean, okay, Billy sucked. He probably wouldn't have been a good choice. And Margaret doesn't exactly have... She had great taste in uh, a man with Townsend. He seemed like a decent guy. He was exciting enough for her. He was dashing. He knew how to handle her. You know, he had been married before. He had some experience, and he, but it would could it it just it couldn't happen because of of like he was a commoner. He was divorced, right? Yeah. It was the whole divorce it was thing. The divorce thing, right? So, but well, and I think that's what season three is going to be about. And obviously, they're different actors. Where years into the future, I think we're going to see the meltdown of Margaret's marriage. Spoiler alert: it doesn't last. Uh, but he's like Tony is in no less than like four or five. Um, relationships and he's in a polyamorous kind of situation with this couple and i think the wife is pregnant and his his um best man is also his lover so you know that's only the natural ones and exactly and tony's getting married because he's got mommy issues and he wants her approval and he wants that royal title so you see how this is all being set up for disaster you know margaret Needs to be, you know, needs this marriage for love. She hears that, you know, Townsend's going to marry the 19-year-old, which sparks this whole thing in motion. And you can just see the disaster from afar. And then towards the end of this, the the season, he's never around. He's, he's like, yeah, he goes out on, he has his, his company send him, or the, the paper, whoever he works for, 
send them out to this country and that country. Who? Um, Aunt, uh, Tony. Really? Yeah, because he comes he comes back into town, and his boss is like, uh, "You should spend time at home." And he's like, and then he's he's like, you know, the best thing for our relationship is my absence. Because he's like, send me out to another job, another country, to go take photos of, oh. you know, whatever he does. So, and, you know, he's never there, and, and Margaret's there rebuilding the apartment. Yeah. Yeah. I think I missed I skipped over that part. I did not register that. I just thought he was out, me and Tony in the streets. What? Tony in the what? streets. And then he's, he, that's just the natural ones, and then he's... With the best man and blah, blah, blah. What? What? <laughs> what was it? Season one was, oh. 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 And season two was, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, yeah. It was a, yeah. So I'm glad we watched that. It yeah, was fun. It was fun. And, and really, I, I can't wait for the, the next season to come out. It'll wonder, be a while, but even if these people didn't exist in real life, this is a, a story well told. You know what I'm saying? I, I just enjoy the way it's shot. I enjoy everything about it. The way it's edited. The music is really, you know, deep. It's an important, bitch. Um, ain't no time for no Casio piano music. We got to have the orchestra. Uh, I like just have- <laughs> no four bit recordings. In this one. <laughs> exactly. It's just so rich. And I feel like I'm a fly on the wall, you know? I like um, how we get to spend time with a lot of these characters. Is there a character on the show that you want to spend more time with? That you want to be like at home with them? You know, at night when no one's looking? Who, which character would that be? Uh, I don't, I don't have one. For me, it's Tommy Lassels. I think he just, he goes out to like, an underground bunker yeah, behind yeah. his estate. He goes. He has a, a robe on. He has a torch. Well, well, and he goes uh, into the basement and he drinks human blood. Yeah, when <laughs> like when when uh, uh, Philip tells uh, Elizabeth, you know, about go spend the, time with him. Go, yeah. go talk to Tommy Lazel and bring a quarter of whatever he have, drinks. Have have tea. Have cocktails or, or human, human blood. blood. Whatever that guy drinks. Yeah. I would like to spend a little bit more time with him. Um, I think we're getting to spend time, though, equally with all the characters. I don't know. You know, I'm very fascinated to know what season three is going to do. I think Helena Bonham Carter is signed on to play Margaret. I don't know word at this date today of who's going to play the queen. That's going to be interesting. Who's going to pick up Philip? But we know Claire Foy's not coming back. And if she's not coming back, I don't think um, Matt would come back. Because they're not going to old age make up the situation. I think we're going, what, 15, 20 years forward? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. You know, will we see the Diana years on this series? That would be interesting. I think that's what we both kind of expect to happen since they're, if they're going to jump this much time. Yeah. Who's going to play that character? I don't know. And we're going to see an adult Charles. Will we get to see a, a teenage Charles, teenage wasteland Charles? I don't know. In his room, wearing kiss makeup. I don't know. Now I'm just now I'm just pulling shit out of my ass. I don't know anything about. I don't know that much about Charles. So I've never really, you know, paid that much attention to him. You have to wait for season three of The Crown. Season three of The Crown. Whenever that is, yeah. I'm sure it's coming up. 
Um, this show picked up a lot of awards. Again, I don't pay attention to awards. I just know that I think Lithgow got something. For that first season, right? Yeah. And then Foy was nominated. I don't know. I probably should just look here on the IMDb and say what awards the show has uh, won. I just know that it's a fan. It's a fan favorite. It's one of those shows that it's a good show. It really is a good show. It's fun it's to watch. Helping out. Uh, it's it's really knocking it down for Netflix. Who seems to be? They seem to be doing well. Hey, by the way, going back to the um, the Kennedys. Um, what did you think of? Jody Balfour's um, Mrs. Kennedy. I thought it was pretty good. I'm, but, you know, I don't... I haven't seen a lot of, you know... You're not a big of, Kennedy biopic person. Yeah. I mean, I think um, Natalie Portman played her in yes. something. Yeah, I just saw her recently. Yeah. But, I, you know, I didn't see that one either, so... This was an interesting take on Jackie. Um, and a show, like I said, you know, took that whole, like, they get jacked up on, like, happy juice. They get intravenous shots of whatever. Um, that they show the nasty relationship between, you know, Jack and... Jackie. Jackie, which is interesting. Um, Strange Things, uh, see Michael Hall, is it who? Yeah. Who plays it? Uh... He used to, Dexter, yeah, Michael C. Hall. Michael C. Hall. Uh, playing him. But one touching thing about this episode is that the queen recognizes that Jackie wears that, her outfit with the blood all over it from the, from the assassination and the motorcade on purpose to kind of say, see what they did to us, see what this is. Because Jackie's kind of this sad, tragic figure, although she does shit talk the Queen, which sets off the Queen going to Ghana to pull in those guys back in line. Um, that, yeah, that was that was just a, kind of like that butterfly effect of that entire yeah. episode was really good. Uh, probably one of the strongest episodes of the season, and how all of these things are related to each other. But then how the Queen's kind of like snap back and reminded Mrs. Kennedy, you know, you think you live in Camelot? I literally live in a fucking kingdom, you dumb bitch. So here's the Royal Guard. We're at Windsor Castle. We have the full staff up and down the hallways. You know, that's her like, oh, you come for me and my thick ankles? Let me just show you what royalty is. She's been doing this for years. Yeah. And, you know, then Jackie has this moment of confession. Whether this confession happened or not, we don't know that this to be true. Is this an imagined conversation? But, wow, was it like, did she just say we like to get hopped up on goofballs? But my thing is, even after she explains this, she said this actually did happen. Um, She explains, you know, I might have been high as a kite when it happened, and I was a little stressed out and postpartum and stuff. But you still said this shit you you said. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it is true. This a lot of times we say things under you know the influence that we don't mean. I feel like she said stuff uh, it, that she meant, and I think she did think that um, Buckingham Palace was a dump. So one of those shithole places. Oh, shithole places! Oh, the shithole places! The shit house places. Um. Yeah, that's it. We're going to be coming back soon. Uh, next episode is going to be about Black Mirror. Speaking of all things Englishy, majority of it, Black Mirror is English, right? Um, 
But that's it for The Crown. We'll come back for, for when season three is over. And I'll probably have to sit down and watch um, season one and season two again. I will have forgotten all of Yeah, see, that's the thing. It'll happen because so much shit is going to be happening between now and when uh, we watch The Crown season do, three. Do they release them all at one time? Yeah. Netflix does, They right? do. Okay, so then we can... When we we'll know when it comes out, and yeah. we'll just we'll just sit down with season one. And just, yeah. Oh yeah, that happened. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that happened. Remember? Oh that. Guy. Yeah. And then there was that happened, and then they, so that's uh, we'll be back for that. So we're gonna talk about the latest episode of Black Mirror. So stay tuned for that episode. See you very soon.